0: we're here
1: <gasps> we should little... have that loaded into our our drops our gift drops since it's yeah that's perfect for us
0: i know well we'll get it for next week but for now hello everyone welcome to a drafting, picking scrutinizing celebrating turning and falling oh no finnfeller what happened matt it's a hit rowing episode of the brothers of discussion we're talking the draft we're talking some dynamite, because it feels like every single episode has been really good. Matt, we're talking Brian Danielson, uh, making must-see TV on Friday nights at 10 p.m. Matt, that and, I don't know, maybe more. Uh, Time-allowing, we're going to try and be as efficient with this episode as possible, just like we promised every week. But this time, it's going to happen, Matt. We're going to do it. It's going to be efficient, I promise. Woo! Matt, Efficiency. before, before the we get... To any good podcast about pro wrestling. Absolutely. We're probably still
1: one of the shorter wrestling podcasts out there.
0: We're still maybe like a you know a a, a five-minute snack. You know, we're not quite at the Joe Rogan level yet of wrestling. But Matt, pretty uh pretty hot and spicy week. Uh we had a draft, we had uh dynamite, we have Brian Danielson wrestling on television again. Matt, how are things at the Casa de Adieu and Tedier? <laughs> Adieu. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's
1: doing good. We're all sleepy. We're sleepy every day. Um, as uh, anybody who probably sees this as a notification because you subscribe to the Brothers of Discussion because you, you wanted to watch wrestling stuff. Oh no! Uh, everybody, everybody knows that there's been a you lot of breaking hearts. A lot of Red Wings content going out recently, which means the hours that Matt's spending in bed just keep decreasing. Um, not that I want to get too depressing here to start the show, but there may have been a, a long conversation with uh, my wife about, <laughs> I don't know how much fucker I can do this. <laughs> Staying up till one, two in the morning to edit an episode just to throw it up and hopefully a couple of people watch. Yeah, this is a good way to start the episode. Um I take all the best all the depressing parts. Uh just ignore that. man's doing fine.
0: (laughs) We had a hockey
1: is good. All right. Uh, but we're talking pro wrestling today. So find us at Bod Twitter, um Instagram, shared account between uh some hockey and some some wrestling. It's at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Uh, Mike, how does actually, how does the audio sound? I, I accidentally hit a button on my microphone.
0: Uh, when I first, it is audible.
1: Okay. So you can, you can hear me. Hell yeah, I mean, so the button I hit would add like a ton of echo if I, so I hit the button as I was plugging in the microphone. So I wasn't sure if it was plugged in when I hit the button.
0: So that's where, so I hit the button again. This sounds like an AEW sound production meeting, so I hit <laughs> so I plugged it in and I hit the button. So I should have hit it twice, uh, no, or once, all yeah, right.
1: So that was I hit it twice to shut it off. But what if what if it wasn't plugged in when I, when I initially hit the button? That would mean I actually turned it on. Oh no, okay. So this is great podcasting. Um,
0: yeah, you're about to uh-huh. be uh head of sound design of <laughs> Elite well, uh, Wrestling, fun. man. I'm very excited for that. <laughs>
1: um actually i want to check one more thing too because oh we are we are live on twitter as well uh so we're trying something new out today for our uh our watch along for our uh what have whatever whatever we're calling this um there was a new button i could hit for our stream sharing service and it said why don't you try sharing on twitter and i said okay why not <laughs> uh so yeah
0: um well as far as watch along goes can i just say that matt if you were to just think of currently the best wrestlers on the planet um you know you usually hear like the aj's you hear the brian danielsons you hear the kenny omegas i gotta say every single match i've ever seen of brian danielson was really really good i, I that guy has the best facial expressions of all three of those guys Yep. His moves actually look like they hurt. While all three do impressive physical feats, I still feel like Daniels looked the most violent. I, for my money, there's there's nobody I'd rather pay to see live or on television for free than Brian Danielson. Matt, hot tag, where do you put those three guys? Wait for it. Oh, it's coming. Would Um, you be as dialed in if this was Kenny Omega versus a Buck? Yeah. Recap the question now that I hit the uh, the button there. Um, I, I just Brian just reminded me that he is the greatest wrestler in the world right now. The other greatest wrestlers, I feel like people always throw in like the AJs, the Omegas, but for my money, it's Brian. Um, I guess the best way to answer this is when
1: I talk to my wife about pro wrestling. I, I, most of the time when I'm talking about the best in the world. So like when I was describing Kenny Omega and uh, Brian Danielson going at it, that's what I said. As I said, it's the two best wrestlers of the last 20 years. I think those, that, that that is as close to verbatim as I can get when I was describing it. And I would just lean towards Brian Danielson uh, over Kenny Omega because I, I, I don't, I, I always looked, at brian as someone like the the face promos um they always came off a little corny uh but I, he says shit now and he's a good guy yeah well that that's true but i i when he was in the wwe i should say it always came off a little corny um but he's he is really you know he's fantastic at promos when he's a heel um it's just something for me with kenny omega i i feel like A lot of his stuff comes off as, like, it almost feels like Kenny Omega shtick. Like, it's, it's like, aha, I can get away with this. This is what Kenny does. Aha, bang, bang. Um, Without further ado. Yeah, (laughs) like, it's not that great. So, uh, but what he does in the ring is fantastic. So, I'll just, that's where I'm going to give the nod to, uh, to Danielson over Omega. He's not terrible. Not anybody who I don't absolutely love. It doesn't mean they're terrible. But I, I think it's pretty clear that Danielson's better at I feel like when I watch Brian fight, Omega. it looks
0: like a violent ballet. When I watch Omega fight, it always makes me think of uh Flashdance.
1: Oh. Which is not bad.
0: <laughs> right? I don't know if it's the best case scenario for a wrestling match, but every time he like does the V trigger and he always like kind of like snaps his head back like that, uh like, I think that, I don't know, he's, you know, you know, like a little sparkly onesie and uh, different music should be playing. It's like a little cascade of water coming down and just kind of like, it looks more like a, like a cologne commercial than professional wrestling. So that's, that's just my humble opinion. But, but yeah. you know, still, he you still know, more t-shirts than I have. Yeah.
1: It's still, it's still entertainment. So I, I'm yeah.
0: fine
1: with
0: that. Yeah. Go for it, Kenny. You, you be. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we're getting to see him punk. Promo here, man And real quick, uh, punkin tights or punkin trunks? Um, punk. mm. I'm going. I think I'm going. Can is I... it punk pants or punk trunks?
1: Yeah. Let me. Let me.
0: Yeah. I needed a better description. <laughs>
1: I, I was gonna say, which one are trunks? Because wrestling trunks are what Punk's wearing right now. Which is he's got his little undies. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't like. um I don't like the shorts. Uh, kind of deal. I don't. I don't like anything that's. I think best uh, reserve uh, Samoa
0: Joe and KO.
1: And it's you're right. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we're talking about CM Punk, like I, I want to see him in his wrestling trunks, right? Like that's that's vintage Punk. Is if I could steal from Michael Cole for a minute, like that's what I want to see him in. I, I, <laughs> I just, it's got to be a nostalgia trip when I see CM Punk fight. I think
0: he went too long, like in trunks, you know where. When I saw him first return to the ring and he had pants on, I was like, "Oh no, Father Time has caught up to Punk." You know, he's he's got a little wibble wobble in those quad muscles. You know, maybe a little, you know, happens to the best of us. Little cottage cheese back there, but then his next fight, and he was back to the trunks. So he looked fine. He's got um,
1: he's got a little bit of a. Getting old muffin going
0: over those. You're over those trunks. I mean, I do too. You know, we yeah coming from a couple of guys growing. Uh, you know, baking some nice muffins over here. uh We can, <laughs> you know, we can get on board with Punk's little bakery.
1: Yeah, I just saw myself my reflection in the uh, in the window while I was trying to put uh, my baby boy to sleep. Do you do, do that now? It.
0: Did you see your reflection? Go, Jesus. Yeah, that is exactly what happened. I looked at my <laughs> wife and I said, how did you let it get like this? Yeah, I blame my woman too. Like, this is your doing. You haven't said anything in like two years. Now look. I,
1: We finished dinner today and I went and grabbed, a, like, we, we go to Costco and we get the giant box of brownie mix. So there's a bunch of packages of brownie mix in there. So I went and grabbed one of the plastic bags and I put it around the corner, you know, from my kitchen to my living room. And all I did was shake the bag, and then I heard "uh-huh," and then I went back in the kitchen and made a batch of brown. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's where we're supposed to control each other, right? We're supposed to yeah. say, "Well, come on, Matt, you just also finished a Domino's pizza by yourself." Uh, shout out to Domino's, by the way, Mike. Do the curbside pickup because uh, yeah. everybody's short-staffed right now. <laughs> they just—I saw them through the window. So you do the curbside pickup. They have to get the pizza out to you in two minutes. So I, I hit on my phone. I'm there. And I saw the kid look up at the monitor. And he was just like, man, fuck this. And I, I waited like 10 minutes for my pizza. I get a free pizza. Uh, but, you know, it'll be worth the wait when I go pick up that next free pizza. I'm, I'm all about it. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Mm. Uh, the only bad part was that for a moment, I thought, uh, you know, I had the kids with me, too, which is why I had to do curbside. And, yeah. uh, you know, we always try to limit as many opportunities to put kids in a COVID situation when they can't be vaccinated. So, yeah, we, they're just going to sit in the car. Um, well,
0: and by then, the yeah, way, they
1: started crying a little bit. Had to, by had to
0: by the way, bit. we're getting a uh, uh, Nyla triple oh, yeah, versus uh, Thunderosa versus Jade Cargill. And uh, I got to say Nyla and Thunder Rosa kind of playing the part of, gosh, I don't know. Roman Reigns and uh, Brian Danielson and Jade kind of playing the Braun Strowman, where we don't quite know what we're gonna get. Uh, but she's big and powerful, and uh, maybe just being next to those two, we'll get a good match out of her. She's, you know, if she's at the grocery store, she'd be at the leafy greens. You know, it's it's okay. She's just not there yet. But uh, God damn she just drop a thunderous kick on Nyla Rose that looked pretty good. If we're gonna okay. get Jade over, these are two women to really help sell. So I'm pumped.
1: Uh I know this is you know, this isn't exactly uh for anybody who's not gonna be watching this while we have the podcast rolling. But yeah. um shout out to wrestlers that make uh their their moveset or their combinations look like they're playing a video game. Cause Thunder Rosa started with the same three kick combo for both Jade and Nyla. And um I'm all here for it because that's how I play the wrestling game. You've got your move set to start. You don't want to immediately jump into a grapple situation. So you got to go the punch kick combo. And Thunder Rosa didn't just do the same. You know, she didn't just go, I'm going to kick both of them. She did the same three to four kick combo to start the match on either girl. I, I, I like that. I'm all about it. It's, uh, it's a sound I mean, strategy. You got you to gotta wear them down before you can do the grapples. We all know that. If, yeah if i mean i have, a, I have a recipe, recipe. <laughs> yeah i have a
0: recipe right yeah this you're goes getting back the same, to uh... getting the same batch of brownies that the other girl gets right
1: it goes all the way back to wcw nwo revenge right uh mike probably the first game that we rented from Blockbuster
0: that hit the uh the 10 rental mark
1: <laughs> i think that we rented then, it uh... so many
0: times we should have just bought it so i don't yeah we were we were enabling blockbuster i think
1: it's one of those things where you're a kid and you you could either give up you know your five bucks for the week (laughs) you got you know uh your stipend from mom and dad you give that up and you rent that game or you know or you got to save up and you can't play the game for a couple of months so we made the right choice i liked it um Good memories maximum carnage, also the other game I think we rented all the time, which was uh the Spider Man game where we played as Spider Man and Venom,
0: yeah, man, great drop, especially Thank with you. uh Carnage yeah. uh, coming out this weekend, really yeah, Venom for that. just
1: came out, yeah, exactly. All right, Mike, let's jump into the WWE draft while there's a break in the action here because yeah, let's uh, do it. This mad scramble of watching AEW and talking wrestling is, is uh needs some structure to it. So, Mike, number one, Roman Reigns, number two, Big E, number three, Charlotte, number four, Bianca this is the round one uh, I uh, the the finish I guess the the first four picks go to uh, I'm, what am I trying to say here these are the first four picks this is the end of round one that's your first round. Mike um, my, my initial thoughts were holy shit they had Bianca get drafted before Becky Lynch before the champion and my tweet was what a nod to Bianca to draft her before the champ and I said man. This is good storytelling. This is the, the draft being used as a story driver. And I was wrong. Mike, Becky is not eligible. So all of those good feelings just go right out the window. <laughs> and you realize they're just filling two different rosters. And I even tweeted. I said, you can do the draft two ways. This is how I was praising the Bianca Belair uh, selection. I said, you do the draft one of two ways. You either do it just to make content for the week and you go, well, I guess it's time we do a draft or you do it to drive storytelling. And clearly I fucked up and thought they were doing it to drive story when they were actually just doing it to give us content. Um, So F minus WWE for making some wrestlers not eligible to be drafted. And what could have ultimately helped tell a story because Mike, I, I wanted to go through the first round here to bring up this point. All right. But the other side of this, Mike, just to throw this out there, I think what they're doing by by having you know the likes of Becky Lynch can't be drafted today, yeah, that is them doubling down that any second, third, fourth tier wrestler, anybody mid-card or lower, is must-miss TV.
0: <sighs> mm, well, he- here's what I'm going I- yeah, to say, Matt. I think what we I, wanted... Yeah, I think if you do enough uh, fantasy sports and you do snake drafts, it's just kind of like, well, that's real fun. You know, whoever got the first pick, you know, you're going to get the best player. Whoever got the second pick is going to get the second best player and so on. So that Christian McCaffrey is always the guy who, you know, went first. But the way WWE is setting this up, it's a little bit more like an auction draft where only certain players are available in certain rounds and you got to try and, uh, you know, stagger it accordingly depending on what's available and try and get the best available. Um, and kind of do it that way. So, as somebody who likes auction drafts, i I kind of get what they're going for. and Shut I feel up. Like they, no.
1: they got a lot of value and not what they're doing.
0: <laughs> and they got biggie and Bianca like two of the biggest black superstars available right now. so I, I think right. it's kind of cool the way they're building that out and getting Keith Lee eventually. <laughs> no. So this I, I, I kind of I'm kind of excited for raw. I'm kind of excited to see Biggie versus the Bearcat. It's in our it's in our future, man.
1: That's fine. You can be excited for that. I just don't know why we can't try and take advantage of these moments to help tell this I think story. Matt, you know the Let's answer have... because
0: the first round of the NFL draft is one of the most highly rated uh television productions annually. Uh but Saturday is rounds 3 through 7 cuz no one gives a fuck. No one cares who's in the 7th round. I think this is the only way to make the talent feel like they're part of the pool. Rather than, you know, are we really going to stick it around? And, you know, am I going to turn on uh, Sunday Night Heat to see who the 15th round wrestlers are? No! You just kind of do it off camera like they did last year, right?
1: So, I guess that's my point then. So, it's just, like, we know what's happening. It's not like it's a secret, right? So, they've told us, all right, well, Becky's not going to get drafted tonight. So now we know she's going in that first round the next night where it was actually kind of exciting for a little bit where we were going, holy shit, Bianca got picked over Becky Lynch. Like that could have been a conversation for tonight. Now there's nothing. Now it's just, oh, right. Um, Of course, these other guys are going to be drafted after Becky Lynch. I just, it it begs the question why, like, why bother?
0: I mean, that's... Why, why did I... I think what you need to do, man. You've, I you've been out of just... the fantasy football game for a while. I think you need to try out an auction draft. And if the first round of an auction draft, you know, had every single player on the Chiefs, and then, you know, every single player on the on the Ravens and the Cowboys, and then, you know, by the you know 12th round, you're drafting, uh, you know, Jared Goff or, you know, spending a dollar on uh, Jamal Williams on the Lions. Uh, you know, it's... What? You're going to be done. Not
1: I'm asking asking
0: I, don't, I don't need to see tele- televised Jared Goff auction bids. You know what I but mean?
1: I don't want to ever watch your first round of your auction bid. I don't want to watch a second of that. That's You can't compare the two at
0: all. I yeah, never they are one, the they are one and the same. They are one and the same.
1: I don't want to watch a fantasy draft where our planet is fighting for its life and we have to win... A fantasy now let me I ask you this Matt okay, you don't Joe like
0: Wayne. you don't like this current setup okay I'm wondering would you like it a little bit more if we double down on my analogy now what I mean by that is not only are we kind of setting this up like an auction draft but we also have a salary cap for each brand and Roman Wayne Roman Wayne's Roman Reigns is making like five million bucks a year, so you can have him and eat up a bunch of salary cap, or, or you know, you call up the hit row and get that you know cheap, uh, cheap asset that you have you know, um, uh, company control over for the next like five years, and they're going to be really cheap. So I, uh, you know, you'll have a little more wiggle room. Maybe you can make a champ out of that. How do you feel about maybe adding a salary cap? And making it transparent how much more money Roman Reigns makes uh than Dominic Mysterio.
1: I think they could come up with some fake numbers too to kind of drum up like Well these are yeah, gonna this be real. Is real. This is real important, you know, like yeah, Roman Reigns is like pretend like Ron SmackDown have like five hundred million to throw around, but Roman Reigns is collecting, you know, three hundred mil. It's <laughs> so like, do it up like that. Like that would actually be kind of cute and fun. I, I, I'd be all for that. But even if you don't do that and you do the real, uh, you know, the real dollars going between checkbook to pro wrestler, that's still a great idea. I don't know why we can't do just infuse something like that. The thought that I had is why aren't we, you know, when I say try and tell a story with this, why don't you make it so important to one brand that, you know, like, why, why isn't, why can't we just have fun with it and have Raw give up a couple of picks to make sure, or have SmackDown give up a couple of picks to make sure that the, you know, the new day sticks together. Or no, I did say that right. The first time to make sure the new day sticks together, you know, like why, why force them to break up, which is, this is a good transition for us to, to kind of run through the rest of these here. Oh, and of course uh, I lost my spot where the draft was. Um, but <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so you yeah, don't want to miss uh, out on uh, <clears throat> Smackdown getting Jeff Hardy and Raw sneaking in with that Austin Theory pick. Oh! So round
1: two starts with Drew McIntyre and then RK-Bro goes to... Oh, I'm sorry. McIntyre to Smackdown, RK-Bro to Raw. Um, then it's Kofi and uh, Xavier going to Smackdown and Edge goes to Raw and that ends round number two. So... Like we mentioned earlier, it was Biggie that was getting drafted to Raw. So they're forcing this breakup of the new day here, uh, or a continued breakup, I guess. When, you know, like they're, they're what I'm That's what up is basically, want, I guess. Oh my God, yes. They crave it so much after just letting them kind of look at each other uh, this past weekend at Extreme Rules and the internet blew up <laughs> at the thought. Uh, I hope with the first pick on Monday.
0: That Monday that Monday Night Raw drives the Usos. That's all I want.
1: I guess. I just don't even care anymore. I that's where my head's at. I don't even want
0: to be here anymore. Can we do yeah, do the rest of the results, uh Tim Robinson? You still want to be here.
1: <laughs> uh round three, uh Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss staying on SmackDown. Uh then you've got um Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley going to Raw. Hit Row going to SmackDown, which I think is probably the most fun draft pick that happened today. Uh, and then Keith Bearcat Lee going to Raw, which I think you're you're saying is uh, maybe the the second most exciting draft pick because uh, we're going to see two big meaty men slapping meat, and we got Biggie and Bearcat. Uh, round four continues. Um, we're feeling the glow. It's Naomi goes over to SmackDown. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic, um, they're sticking on Raw, right? Or no, they're moving to I don't know. Yeah, they're moving. They, they were Smackdown.
0: even SmackDown.
1: Uh, Jeff Hardy, Friday nights on SmackDown, and uh, this one's kind of funny. Uh, Austin Theory going over to Raw. Um, it was, it, there was a lot of speculation today that Johnny Gargano was going to be moved. Um, but uh, his, his buddy, uh, from the way Austin Theory is going to Raw. Uh, you know, I thought it was absolute gold what was being created with the way on NXT, but clearly they are going in, in different directions, uh, from, from where we were with NXT 1.0. And this might just be on that list of things that we're never going to see again. Uh, Austin theory, (laughs) let me, let me do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I,
0: yeah, I, I didn't get as much. I've been away from the way because I've, I've so divorced myself from Tuesday nights. Um, but I, Matt, I want to ask you, I have a hot tag for you here.
1: Go for it. All right. Oh, right. No.
0: Uh... Yes, Matt. I think the most exciting, I think the most exciting thing is the way they prominently featured, uh, black wrestlers tonight, Biggie, Bianca, um, Bearcat. And then, you know, the other members of the new day you got hit row and Naomi, Matt, what do you think was one of the exciting positives? Your your favorite exciting positive out of this draft, out of these results?
1: Oh, I. Uh, Are you saying hit pick? row? Yeah. Did I, should I not say hit row because that was my pick?
0: I. Yeah, I want to hear you talk about so, hit row for a minute. Give me a give me a couple tweets about hit row.
1: I I actually put hit row in my my fake WWE draft where I had to pick three from each, and part of the reason I did it was because I think. You know, it's ridiculous that SmackDown doesn't say, I'm going with the bloodline. Breaking news.
0: I want to hear you, but Matt, we just got breaking news about who Sammy Guevara is going to defend his new TNT championship against. You ready for 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 this? Yeah. Bobby Fish.
1: Oh, my God. Woo! Woo! Wow. All right. So probably what? What are we saying? Like the whole... Undisputed. Area, it's not long for this NXT yep. 2.0. I we're mean, Hit Row right wasn't and... long for that world. Wow. Um, how did we miss that? Where Where is this? It just oh. got announced tonight. Yeah. So then this was news that was out there. We were just talking about how we've been good boys and uh, we don't spoil Rampage, but uh, yeah, that's uh, holy shit. Yeah. That, eventually, I'll get a moment here to check out Twitter, but um, I i've i absolutely love the hit row i i think they come in with a lot of um i i love the confidence and the way that they wrap out their promos is is incredible i think it's it's not like we're watching john cena do it like this isn't nerdy (laughs) this is incredibly cool and it makes me want to be a part of the hit row like i want to be friends with them is the kind of swag that they carry i feel like that episode of seinfeld where um elaine is is dating a super cool rock climber dude and george he just wants to hang out with him he's always down with that he's gonna go rock climbing with this guy and make sandwiches and he's he's so excited to make him a sandwich he wants to know if he wants peanut butter and jelly or tuna or castrami and the guy could not care less which is probably how the hit row feels about us um but i just yeah i'm, I'm all about the hit row um so jokingly again i said I, I wanted them uh to be drafted because i i think you know when they do these drafts uh, they should be smart about it and say i'm drafting the bloodline and then oh well i'm drafting the new day so then my, me... next, my second pick was was hit row uh for smackdown but um
0: I got. They they came a little
1: bit later in the draft, but still, long way from what I was hoping.
0: How do you think that they're going to be cast um, for their new role um, on the main roster? How do you what do you think is the projection for um, how Hit Row is going to be used on SmackDown?
1: I, if they were going to change what Hit Row was, they would not have drafted Hit Row. They would have drafted Swerve, right? They would have just drafted uh, the Adonis. you know, it would have just been B-Fab coming up. But it's 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 not that. We're going to keep them all together. I think they're going to come out and be Hit Row. And I think we're starting in the mid-card. I think that makes sense. And, uh, I mean, this is something where Swerve we were looking at while he was tearing it up in NXT, especially with, you know, starting Hit Row. I said this guy's... It, it will not take long for him to be holding that NXT championship. But clearly, they, they see so much in Hit Row um especially like seeing what it could mean for for the main roster right now i think i think clearly the wwe has you know th- they're they're making a transition right now to be more open to just picking the absolute best guys on the roster and i, I don't know if they care anymore what like swerve is one of the best pro wrestlers right now I have, i have no problem saying that he is awesome he is fantastic on the mic and I think right now, where they just see this vision for Hit Row, I think they're just going to go ahead and pull the trigger. I I I, I kind of feel like this is the transition we're making right now, and um, where they spent so many years trying to mix in, this is what we see is right for WWE. Plus, this is what the fan, like the indie fan scene wants, and they were trying to mix that together for so long. I think they're just going to go, nope, WWE's different we're going to go with these big personalities that can carry themselves on the mic. They don't even need to go in the ring, but that's where Swerve uh, and, and the rest of Hit Row are going to make that difference. Cause they actually are pretty successful in the ring as well. So I, I, I mean, there's only one ceiling, right? For WWE. <laughs> you you eventually, all right, the champion. Uh, you're either WWE or Universal, so I have no problem saying. It's not like I'm going to sit here and go, I don't know if Swerve can do it. Anybody could do it. Anybody could get to the top, so it, it's, it's definitely in the cards. I, I would say there is nothing about Swerve's game on the mic, his game in the ring, that would suggest he isn't worth a shot uh, with a main roster title. That's probably the best way to put it. It probably sounds like I'm politicking here, but I, I just, there, I, I, there's nothing in his, in what he brings to the ring that would say he's not worth that shot.
0: Yeah. Um, it's just kind of cool, too, that, um, you know, potentially we're one draft pick away from SmackDown having New Day, Hit Row, and Street Profits. Um, so it's not like there's a token black tag team that, you know, needs to be um you know running through you know the wwe ranks there's three with legitimate you know um spots to like win uh be successful sell t-shirts get microphone time um and you know all kind of have their own um you know backstories and ankles. so i'm at least that part of it's kind of cool that we're you know in this you know 2021 where we have some variety you know and uh that's that's a little nugget I think to be optimistic about for sure. Um and right now I, by the way, uh I, I, we just I, I, have Orange Cassidy and uh Jack Evans going at it in a hair versus hair match.
1: I've got uh my my hot tag for you Mike. Uh, If you go through this draft list where I mentioned that the WWE is making this transition to just say, fuck it, we're just going with these big personalities, uh, larger than life. We're going with the old, you know, we've got the superheroes on WWE. My hot tag is, can you find somebody uh, on the male side of who was drafted today that would fit in perfectly with AEW? No problem.
0: would fit in perfectly oh you know what there's an easy
1: answer to that never mind
0: in AEW no problem
1: yeah like just immediately fits in with what's going on over at AEW and and there won't be any sort of hiccup and transition between what they've got going on I I mean like the point the point I'm making is that you know these these guys are solidly you know Planted in WWE, most of these guys. I mean, we're definitely not going to be looking at Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss as making their way over to AEW. I, 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 I want to find. I got to next... think
0: the name. I got to think the name you're looking at, and it's because he would easily be, uh, you know, he'd be the Whitekowski. He'd be the the biggest man in the company. Uh, would be Keith Lee. Oh, that, um, that
1: actually that does that does work out
0: because I think Big E should be entrenched as a like a WWE pillar for a while um he's he's that kind of loud charismatic guy he I, he'd be fine on aew he you know he, he'd make a hell of a lot of money doing that too um randy's not going anywhere riddle i love him i i, I just think that keith lee the Bearcat is is probably the way to go uh because we i still don't feel like we've ever gotten a chance to really let his uh um like, let Keith Lee be Keith Lee. I, I felt like he immediately got called up and got neutered a little bit. Um, I saw him second-guessing himself in the ring because they were trying to tell him to tone it down when he was um, doing his, his sprint before he would crash into you like a, you know, big grizzly bear. And they were telling him to, you know, be a little bit more serious and grounded with his attacks. And I, I don't think that that's him. I think he likes to have a little bit of flair with his um, his offense. And when they... When they coached him to stop doing that and then he you know got sent down and you know they're trying to reboot him again which is they do care about him right? they 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 made him a night one draft pick but yeah i i think this is a guy who who would do swimmingly well um in aew um probably too well because he's so much bigger than everybody who fights on wednesday and friday nights but were you uh trying to lead the witness somewhere else man
1: I, I actually thought you were going to go with uh, with Jeff Hardy because I figured he comes in and fights with Matt for a couple of months and then, then they both sail off into the sunset. Um, <laughs> Jeff getting drafted pretty late today. We got to jump into some of the comments here, though. Uh, we're backing up a little bit. Um, Greg's, Greg's here. He wants to see Hit Row hey, versus uh, the Street Profits um, or Hit Row against uh, the New Day and uh making the correlation here between 90s east coast west coast gangster rap um i i i like the idea that this is they could actually do this as um like the newcomers and do that from either side of of what was brought up here with street profits or the new day and just we were we were tearing it up in NXT and now here we come to tear up you know what ha- i guess uh where did they get drafted smackdown um that's some intriguing stuff. Uh Jacoby's here. What's up, boy? Hey, uh Jacoby. Um, and then uh he I think he he picked Kevin Owens. I think this is Jacoby. This is probably for when I was saying uh who would who would fit in instantly with AEW. But I was specifically talking about who has a who is drafted today. Uh oh, kind of yeah. uh trying to draw the line that uh, WWE is making a point about who who is getting drafted today or these big I old, think he- Depending on the life. timing,
0: was he saying that uh KO is the one going to AEW? Because that would yeah. be a match made in heaven.
1: Yeah. That's a yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think he was drafted today, was uh was what I was oh, saying. No. Okay. Um um but yeah, uh more along the lines, uh Jacob, you missed our earlier conversation of just how frustrating it is to call this a draft and guys like
0: yeah, for me. I like uh, some of us like auction drafts. All right, some of it's us not an like, auction draft. Not an auction draft.
1: in any. It way is, in a way, points.
0: because there's pools that you can pull. There's pools, man. There's pools. It's a pool draft. You can't just take all the good players. we got to have something to watch on Monday night, Matt. Nobody watches the 15th round of the baseball draft. Nobody watches past the first round of any draft. So, Matt, what they're doing, smart move. No, I get listen, it. Listen. I think it's stupid. No, here's what we're doing. All right, listen. Everybody only watches the first round, right? Here's what we're going to do. Should we have two first rounds?
1: It makes me hold on. Regret wait, wait. Tonight, like, may I finish? May and I, finish? I don't want to watch the next. May night. I finish? Sure.
0: Okay. So uh,
1: here we go. Jacoby's with me. See, Mike, you could stop explaining. Listen, how, no, I haven't finished. they get people to watch. Not tonight. only are we going to
0: have two first rounds, <laughs> we're going to have get with me. You ready? Uh-huh. Four first rounds. Cause somehow. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Try and explain four first rounds.
0: I will. All right, not only are Biggie and Roman Reigns first round first round picks, but so are Bianca and Charlotte. We have four first rounds. That's just one night. So then we're gonna do it again come Monday. Four more first rounders. Matt, how's AEW possibly gonna match up with us? And we have eight first round picks. Woo!
1: How many first round picks did you have, all elite wrestling? Can I huh? Can I just say like they're they're what if they did something like uh now it's just this is me just trying to spitball off the top of my head. What if what if we did hey, like a white elephant? Down. You've
0: been planning this for years.
1: What yeah. if we do like a white elephant, right? You do all your drafts on Friday, and then on Monday you can try and like steal a present from your buddies, but then they can steal something from your roster.
0: <laughs> I thought you meant that you could uh put like a box of crap in the ring and then you It's <laughs> <What? laughs> like when uh so you're gifting... You're gifting Here, Chef you can party. have Baron Corbin. <laughs> I don't want this shit. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta get rid of this. You know. You I You put it on your great. list.
1: You put it yeah. on your list of things you like.
0: It's like um. uh, if you ever go to a library book sale, and they'll have those uh, grab bags where it's in a sealed envelope, and you don't know what you're taking home. You know, and then you get home, and it's like... Um, a kid's story written by Dominic Mysterio. you're like, oh, man, I'm not going to read this. Who's this for? So, <laughs> um, Lucha Dead, that's what it's called. Yeah, Jacoby's right.
1: upset about uh, the New Day going back to Rome. I it's just, it's just another missed opportunity, but I, I still like my idea that we talked about earlier of doing the, you, you trade, you know, you want the New Day to be with Big E so bad, you trade your next two picks to make sure that You know, you move up a spot so that you can get the New Day before Raw does. Like, that is how this should be booked, or get it before SmackDown does. Um, God, and I'm mixing it up, too, because the New Day's over on SmackDown, aren't they? And then Yes, they are, man. This is so fucking confusing. Oh, my God. And then Becky Lynch wasn't available to be drafted. What the
0: the fuck are we doing? Man, we got to have four. Now, eight first-round picks, man.
1: Just let me let me ask you this. When right. when AJ Styles gets drafted on Monday, does he get drafted with, with almost, or is he going to be a solo draft?
0: I don't know. Well, you know what? We're going to see how savvy uh, those GMs are, man.
1: But wouldn't you draft, like, wouldn't the idea be, I'm going to draft them as a tag team, and then I can split them up, and now I've got two guys. Like, that should be, there has to be some game to this. There has to be some... Gamification, uh, sporting infusion. No, the to way this like the draft. way that
0: they're the way that they're booking it is we are prioritizing, for example, Biggie the single star. But I've agree with you. I've yet to see a kayfabe reason for why, as the GM, you wouldn't try and cheat yeah. and st- izer plan these other teams and be like, <laughs> we're taking. The New Day. So we get all of them. All three. And it's like, no, that's bullshit. You get one or two as a tag team. You don't get all three. And you're like, no, fuck you. My first round pick is all of The New Day. That's my pick. And then with my second pick, you know who I'm taking? The four horsewomen. Boom. I get all of them. Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Mm -hmm. Sasha. All four of them. Suck it! And then you just Triple H your way to victory with the greatest brand ever.
1: I think that is that is exactly what I did in my draft. Um, Alright, so pick one I did uh, The New Day. Um, pick number two going to SmackDown was The Bloodline. Pick three was The Hurt Business. Uh, pick four was The Four Horsewomen. Uh, pick five was Legato Del Fantasma. And pick six was Jesus. Hit Row.
0: Jesus, man. all right I, I, that's a little heavy for me here so that's I've...
1: six yeah that's that's six draft picks and 100 superstars just moved ta- and like... then uh, pick seven was uh wcw's nwo so you get all those alumni superstars but only yeah, for you... your show yeah you really <laughs> random
0: my you really ran on my parade because i was gonna take new day first round second yeah. round four horsewomen third round nxt
1: oh shit yeah, no, you got me. I was me.
0: drafting NXT with my third pick. <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah, this, I'm glad I went first. <laughs> Mine <Yeah>. was
0: better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I think uh, my drafting NXT would have been a little bit better than SmackDown going, well, we got Matt Catmoss and Happy Corbin. Bingo, bingo. Jacoby's got a,
1: another good one, too. Uh, Austin Theory, really? And he's he's... <laughs> He's uh like I think begging the question here and correct me if I'm wrong. Why wouldn't you just draft the way, and then if you send him back down the NXT, you know that happens. Here's what who we cares don't about know. NXT. You draft Here's... the way, <laughs> you get yeah, Andy. That's another, you another missed Dexter opportunity. Probably get Dexter Loomis at this point too.
0: Yeah, that's another missed opportunity. Um, but I think we also I think we deserve to know who is in the pools, right? If we find out that the pools had all these other guys available, you're like, it does two things, right? You can, um, like, give Austin Theory a little more credibility to be like, wow, he got drafted over uh, Becky Lynch. What a pick, you know? uh, But if we've also, it could kind of be a double-edged sword, right? Because then if we know who is available and there was only eight people to pick from, you're like... Oh, well I guess someone had to pick Austin Theory. There's only <laughs> there was only ten names available. Then you kinda go, okay, well, you know Yeah, does that fun. mean
1: that everybody who was not picked tonight can be picked on Monday? Like if there was let's say there was a pool, right? Uh Mike for your you know the Yeah, pool. You love you Why love pools? tonight, Mike. Um are people hey, who I'll are not time. drafted in this first pool available in the Monday pool?
0: Yeah they are
1: oh okay well that uh, okay i don't there know goes any of my that's genes. why
0: we got to see who else is in that pool man because <laughs> yeah, what just... it's like you could have taken Tommaso champa and instead you picked a oh, wild God. card in austin theory yeah what the fuck were they you thinking the you enigmatic had enigma in jeff hardy round out that mid card. <laughs>
1: i mean it, it would at least give us more to tweet about but i guess all all we want to do is just they got my tweets right they, they got me excited about bianca could... being drafted early and then hit row being drafted so they you know mission accomplished i guess that's that's all they're really looking for um mike at some point um i know we're still like i have aew on in the background um yes did, um, did you want
0: to just got jack evans got a, a haircut um Against Orange Cassidy.
1: Oh, I might be way far behind. Oh, my God. Yeah, the show's over, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's over, man. It's It's over. You should have stopped. Not only is it pre-taped, the tape is over, man. (laughs) All
1: right, so here's the thing. I'm watching it on Xfinity, and I'm watching it on my my recorded cloud shows. And when I go away from the tab, it pauses it because it's a good, it's a pretty good app. I, I like it. Alright, nobody cares.
0: Moving on. Uh, yeah. Rampage
1: is over. Matt's dumb shit. it it's been
0: over for six minutes. Matt missed the dirt sheets. He didn't know it was pre-taped. And he <laughs> missed the review of the tape. I,
1: I was I was live tweeting uh the Red Wings preseason game yesterday, and I missed and like so the game ended uh six to two. It's eight goals. All I saw was one empty net goal out of the eight goals i missed every other fucking goal
0: man that's like tuning in tonight and only seeing the austin theory pick you yep. really screwed the pooch on that Fine,
1: i fucked up uh so let's i we have to talk about the end of extreme rules right i mean
0: i, I think guess. overall
1: the show was did we get
0: an explanation tonight of uh why
1: oh i don't think we did uh somebody has a video online that they shared uh somebody took at the show The camera guy was on the ropes with a pair of scissors and cut the turnbuckle, and then he jumped back down from the corner and lifted up his camera. Now, Mike, my question to you, was that a fake camera, do you think? Do you think he was a plant out there pretending to take pictures and he was only going to cut the turnbuckle? Or... Did they have the camera guy go through coaching earlier in the day and have to maybe practice cutting a couple of turnbuckles so he knew exactly how thick and hard that would be? Like, what?
0: what's, what's your guess? I got to think, um, much like Bad Bunny, <laughs> he was in the Matt Bloom war room for about six months learning how to properly cut that turnbuckle. So we had him tumbling, we had him taking bumps, uh, we had him uh, doing a few uh, saison classes, learning how to cut hair. And then we moved him up to turnbuckles. And, uh, Matt, I got to say, with surgical precision, uh, what an amazing ending to Extreme Wolves. That was, uh, I will never forget that night. Um, I don't know if they wanted a great wrestling story, but if they wanted it, something unforgettably stupid, <laughs> they nailed it. That well, night will live in infamy, Matt, along with happened. the sparkler night in AEW.
1: Capping it off as uh, to remind everybody that it is spelled extreme rules. Um, I, I think is more fitting for that ending. I I tend to believe that it was a camera guy who's coached up because if you go back and watch that, it was not a smooth transition between Finn Balor getting to the top rope and him falling. He had to jump a couple of times. It was like he was like getting ready. Maybe he was, was trying going to, loosen to loosen it up. It up. Come on, the ropes are going no break. Whoa. <laughs> But it was such a... Alright, so just to talk about the idea to do this and get away from who actually did it. Um, I think it's it's one of the most ridiculous, like, nonsensical... I, I it, it completely takes anybody who's our age, I guess. Like, the kids who watch it can still enjoy it. And not everything in WWE is for the older children like us who watch it. But... Like some things could be for us, right? <laughs> like, can we I just don't do the Demon Balor thing. Isn't that the easiest solution to all of this? Like they they didn't want Demon Balor to look beatable. I think. And they did the heartbeat, like wake him back up. But the whole like falling off the ropes and then the lights come back on, he's grabbing his knee. Like he's Peter Griffin. Yeah, I don't know how he got
0: hurt so bad when his finisher is literally that plus eight more feet up into the air when he springs off of the top rope.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it it makes no sense. It's it's bad booking, and there there's so many different ways. It's almost like they decided they were going to go with Roman Reigns right before the match started, and they had to come up with something. And that's where they went around and asked all the cameramen who had scissors and then one guy had his hand up. Anybody
0: got, anybody got scissoring experience? <laughs> I just... But yeah, I know like, what, I know what their plan was, right? They they throw in Demon Balor to get, you know, the hardcore fans like us to tune in and be like, oh my God, maybe this is how Roman Reigns actually goes down. All the smarks, we all know that one of the more protected entities outside of Roman Reigns, outside of Roman Reigns' spear... It was Demon Balor, so we thought, "Wow, maybe this is finally an opportunity." It's an extreme, extreme, excuse me, extreme wolves match with weapons. Uh, Lesnar is kind of on the peripheral. Maybe this is how Balor is is going to triumph over Roman Reigns, who is infallible. He is the Pope right now. He can do no wrong. Um, and they tricked us, Matt. Shame on us. That's, Shame yeah. on us. I got excited. I
1: I said in the last episode. I was I not going to watch Doom...
0: Extreme Wolves. If it was I just said... a Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns match, I would have been like, uh, you know, maybe I'll have it on my phone and I'll watch, you know, The Wire on TV. You know, kind of, but I was like, oh, boy, man, listen to that music. Look at that body paint. This is the night. And then shame on me for getting my hopes up. Well, I think
1: I let's. Uh, I, I think we both agree on that. So I'm just gonna end up uh, regurgitating what oh, you just said. Oh, let's keep beating
0: that dead horse. All right. <laughs> I
1: I wanted to ask, what do you what do you think was better, uh, Extreme Rules or Monday Night Raw the next night? I guess I'm leading the witness here on my answer. <laughs> you got two major uh... Big E segments. I I was all about. I was all about Biggie's big, big more, Night,
0: number two. Whichever program had more Biggie wins by default. So give me my head, raw Yeah. Rough. yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you had the return of uh, the Hurt Business, and we had New Day and Hurt Business going at it. We had those teases where we thought maybe the New Day was getting back together, which would have been great. Um, but, yeah, and then Biggie getting that huge win uh, over Bobby Lashley. Um, it wasn't, you know, you're in a cage. There's some shenanigans going on but i think they still lean like they they were more hurt business shenanigans than new day so i feel like it was the cleanest win anybody had gotten over lashley since his his dominance started so clearly they've passed the torch to biggie as the the new big bruiser um for Rod. all of that put together i think it's like that whole show is just a great story of of saying you know biggie is your champion this wasn't a one week money in the bank victory um you're gonna be watching biggie for a while holding on to this belt and they they pretty much wrapped the whole show around making sure you understood that for biggie that he's he's it he's good to go settle in and enjoy um and i'm i'm all about that and i i don't know i don't know how like anybody watches extreme rules again like who's who's the person that's gonna turn that on to want to watch like this this tease that we all saw coming of like you know like I mentioned I said on last week's episode you know demon demon is gonna get real close and I'm gonna get real excited and then I'm gonna get real mad um which is exactly what happened uh so i I don't know I don't know where to go with this conversation but i I was bummed with it and um yeah I don't I don't know if there's um Looking at the match card here, I did thoroughly enjoy Becky Lynch and Bianca, uh, and I I did think that should have just been, like, while I was watching the match, I said, this should have been the main event, and then, you know, the ending with Sasha just kind of took me out of that, and I went, okay, uh, well, that didn't go great.
0: Yeah, it took an A match down to, like, a plus. Yeah. The funny thing about you asking me to rank uh, Extreme Wolves and uh, Monday Night Raw is yeah. that Extreme Wolves, most of the finishes felt like Monday Night Raw's, right? Where they didn't want to, you know, close the book on these feuds, um, you know, so they didn't have a definitive clean finish uh, for Balor versus Reigns. They didn't have a definitive clean finish for Bianca versus uh, Becky. Um, so it's it's just...
1: It's a lot of, like, we don't want to make any decisions here uh, for who is being anointed here, who's moving up or down.
0: When we watch AEW, they only do the four pay-per-views. And then in between, they sprinkle in these special events where (laughs) Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson fight each other, right? Or they'll do Fight for the Fallen on free TV. You know, they'll have these incredible tag team matches on, on free TV and it'll make it feel like, "Man, I don't ever want to miss Dynamite because there's going to be something really cool on." And it's like the exact opposite for these like in-between pay-per-views for WWE where it's like, "What the hell am I going to watch this for?" because I know they're going to treat it like Raw, and nothing of consequence is actually going to happen. <laughs> like it doesn't make it yeah. feel special, it makes it feel like, "Ugh, I guess I'll skip HBO tonight cuz there's a pay-per-view on." Ugh. Right, then, it's it's
1: making me feel like uh, we can just watch these later. Uh, I You can kind of just go to WWE, you know, go to their Twitter. We can put out a couple of the tweets. Nobody will be the wiser. They won't even know we're not watching it. And then, and then we can enjoy our night and watch something good on HBO. I do want to throw out there, I think Greg here is talking about the ropes breaking, saying it happened to Yokozuna twice. Originally, it was strategy used by Hitman and then Stone Cold used it. Now, Mike, real quick. what would you guess with this being the strategy to stop yokozuna and the the ropes breaking give me uh how how far do you think their weight difference is how what what put it put a number on
0: it i i gotta think yokozuna weighed what kayfabe was he 450 pounds 500 pounds um Balor is maybe a buck 75 but Demon Balor has the weight of hell on his feet, so he could be—he could be two and a half tons for all we know. All right, it—it it actually
1: is a difference of three hundred and ninety-nine pounds. Almost, almost, yeah. Of course. Are you saying from
0: Yokozuna to Demon Balor? or regular Balor of the? Yes, the
1: the regular Finn, hundred ninety pounds. Demon uh, Balor's
0: is roughly two Yokozunas.
1: Can I? Can I just say like? they put yokozuna that i asked for the build weight from google they said 589 pounds is there a reason they didn't just go another 11 pounds and make it 600 what, what, what are I we think missing it's there because it's one of those is that uh, an insurance thing
0: no, i think that's one of those uh mental tricks we're 589 man that's huge or like 600 pounds it's like uh, yeah but that guy's yeah, 589 wow yeah, it's all old. them digits.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, when you price things out, you see those nines on the end it feels better than reading yeah. 600 600 pounds on top of me. No way. And then they're like, "No, Yokozuna's only 589." Like you just you can rattle that 589 off and you're not even really paying attention. You say 600 pounds, then you're paying attention. I
0: think here's what I here's how I'd imagine it. Imagine you're on uh the bench press, right? It somebody puts i I'm being bench-pressed? <laughs> you're being bench-pressed. Alright, Yokozuna's bench-pressing me. Alright, I'm there. Alright, so here's what's going on. You're, you're doing a bench-press, man. And somebody <laughs> puts two 300-pound weights on either side of the bar. You're like, oof. This, this is gonna be tough for me. Or, they put two 250-pound weights, two 20-pound... Two 40 Wait, pounders on each. You need a piece of paper? <laughs> yeah. And then they got to fill it in with that other nine, man. So they got to get not just four and four on each side, but they got to get a couple two and a halves on each side. You know how long those weights are going to be on the bar?
1: Now, you know what uh, it's like,
0: it's listen, it's like right, you know, ever write down a Roman numeral? Yeah. Like if you do 600, it's just like six L's. But, man if you're gonna write down 589 that's so many fucking Roman numerals man
1: <laughs> uh, we do have uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that uh, people are coming to watch the live so Patrick Denny can give us the info uh, he was released of his, because of his weight and certain states wouldn't allow him to wrestle in that uh, in that state so I, I that could very well be why they didn't want to pass that 600 wow. pound. but i feel like if there were rules about letting people wrestle it'd probably be 500 right like that would be man i I wouldn't
0: bet Jamie. jesus
1: (laughs) no you can't work in this state you weigh 589 pounds get home and sit down where you belong i don't know um Greg, uh, The Fiend resides in several superstars, uh, very similar to Voldemort and the Horcruxes. That's why the Demon Balor pops up like The Fiend. So, hey, we've got Malachi Black-level storytelling continuing uh, throughout the WWE. So, Greg, I I think you're inferring that uh, Demon Balor is the weight of Finn Balor plus Wyndham Rotunda. So that... And he's getting thinner uh, as we speak, so uh, does, I mean, hot tag for everybody listening, does the weight, does the weight count as what WWE build him at, or if Wyndham Rotunda continues to lose weight, does Demon Balance added weight from the spiritual presence of the fiend
0: also decrease? Uh, Do we even know? Is he losing weight, or is it? Is it finding its way into Demon Baller? <laughs>
1: that's Balor? the dumbest fucking conversation we've ever. Oh my god! Are those washboard abs asleep.
0: of Demon Baller going to start filling in with Wyndham? Wyndham meat. Wyndham meat. Wyndham meat. It's like the Wendigo, but it's the Wendigo. Yeah, I was going to say that's Yeah. It's a Canadian. Wow, we, got monster, a, we already right? got a character name for. Uh... Rotunda and AEW.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh The Fiend, uh, this is Greg. Uh, the Fiend pushed Yoko's gluttony, made him eat himself to death, technically. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> wow. That's uh, Those are some uh, tremendous powers, uh, traveling through This time. is going to be some really good fanfic on uh, Reddit.
0: I like this a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh mike where do we go from here we i don't think we've ever flown off the tracks further um is there any way we can bring this back or should we should we sail off into the sunset well, we still, because we
0: we got to say uh, goodbye to some people this week uh, <laughs> namely evil alexa bliss um, oh right the fiend having a presence everywhere no longer an alexa i'm thinking and uh man we had to say rest in peace uh to the beloved lily who was uh ripped in half by charlotte not a fan of dolls. Um, WWE's Barbie doll, not a fan of other dolls. Matt, what was your favorite Lily memory?
1: Oof, um, I don't even think I. This is our
0: memorandum for Lily.
1: Uh, I, I, the only thing I can remember there being like a significant moment was when Charlotte got her doll. Um, oh,
0: Charlie!
1: There you go. <clears throat> I'm glad you're here.
0: Did they pronounce it Charlie or Charlie? It just sounded more like Charlie. Yeah, I think it was the first night they ever zoomed in on Lily. And I was like, this thing's not that creepy. And they it's... zoomed in and the teeth were like little stitched in like yeah. white tooths, like coming out of the, the little puppet. Um,
1: is there any chance that this is being done out of... I, maybe not out of respect for window Rotunda, but like just like, all right, let's stop doing the feed gimmick because this was his own baby and he's about to go to another company. He's gone through quite a year. Um, So let's end what we're doing here. Is there any chance that that came into play with ending what's going on with Alexa? Because clearly Alexa can make other things work. We've seen it in the past, so she doesn't need this to get over do you think there's any chance that, that that figured into any sort of decision making? And of course, uh, Jacoby thrown out there. We saw uh, reported earlier this week that she's going to be out uh, a couple of months. So she's she's taken. Uh, I'm assuming those two months to just hang out at Disney World for it the almost... 50th anniversary. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> she Well, I hope we see her down there and she can teach us the perfect cast dance because my God.
1: Does she know a uh, perfect cast dance?
0: Yeah, it's like perfect like step for step it's really wow. good
1: which i i will still nobody gives a shit but i will say it's impossible to know that dance because of the way the movie is shot they cut away from goofy they have shots of people of max in his hijinks they have shots of Powerline watching the dance nobody knows that full dance you have to make up bullshit in the middle
0: this is the original I uh watched. Like- a goofy movie. briefcase from Pulp Mil- Fiction is Goofy doing the perfect cast dance. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you, nobody knows the perfect. Somewhere cast there's
0: a, a Pulp Fiction briefcase with the lost reels of the complete perfect cast dance. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, if it's just weird, right? If you know, like Jacoby said, with um, Alexa being out, it feels like her fiendish stuff would be perfect because then you just kind of show up, do character stuff. And then kind of, you know, float away. But instead, I don't know if they're just removing her for a while or like Jacoby's, I think, suggesting is giving her like a, a reboot. Um, I, w-
1: I wonder if it's just not a right, not a reboot, but we're we're just coming back and it's like she's been exercised. Spread.
0: Oh, she's been exercised.
1: Yeah. The, the demon has been exercised. So now she's just Alexa Bliss again. Right.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, get on board with that.
1: Okay, thank you. You uh, I do have to throw out there uh Benjamin Davis. I, I don't know if he's talking about SmackDown Brandon. I know what he's talking about us. he's talking
0: about Brothers of Discussion. Benjamin, <laughs> I appreciate the shout out, my friend. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. This is a great show tonight. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Ben.
0: <laughs> ben, what was your if uh cause we haven't heard from you yet? Um, you know, what was your standout moment, if any, uh from the draft? um i just thought it was cool again that you know we got geez like eight different black superstars actually being featured prominently on night one this is a weird great you know refreshing era to be in as a pro wrestling fan um that it's not just a bunch of white dudes and mullets um running the show um it's real talented diverse characters this is pretty cool um but i know there's a few other things in aew you want to take a look at they had Brody lee appreciation night the other night matt um
1: i'll just uh michael scrip uh thrown out there that uh alexa will not be spending her two months at disney world she's having uh, sinus surgery so damn it. second those sinuses are good to go out to the parks to celebrate 50 years <laughs> hopefully we'll run into yeah, right. her right because we'll be there
0: um no, I was just, just going to say, this. Uh, let's do a little bit of AEW as well, um, yeah. just because it was kind of cool to see Brody Lee Appreciation Night. Negative One got to go out there and, uh, you know, re-inspire the troops um, because it looked like Dark Order was on the verge of breaking up and what was going to be an absolutely ridiculous amount of humanity in a 8-versus-8, eight 16-man eight, tag team match. Way too many human beings, Matt. Even a Royal Rumble, That's that's a little... That's a little much. I wouldn't yeah. have minded Braun Strowman making an AEW cameo just to throw some of these bodies over the top rope. But um, it was a nice moment uh, for Brody's family, um, nice moment for the Dark Order, and that AEW crowd loved that match, um, which I, I think they loved it more than they had any reason to, being an eight-versus-eight, 16 man, <laughs> you know, match yeah. where you hardly get a chance to showcase yourself. But we did still get some nice moments um, out of especially my boy, Johnny Hungy.
1: How about uh, coming up, though? We have the casino ladder match to get an <laughs> AEW championship uh, match. Uh, winner of the casino ladder match this upcoming uh, Wednesday on AEW, AEW Dynamite. Um, the, I guess the intrigue here, even though there's two guys who still haven't been announced in this match, there's also a joker that will be in this match now first thought could be and we we're going to come i'm going to come back to the fiend because clearly his mask is uh the fiend mask was based off of the joker uh or at least there were some um inspirations from the joker and the uh who are those writers I probably have that back here somewheres um mike if do you know those writers is that capullo right
0: wait the writers for what
1: for the the batman series where the joker had his, his face ripped off
0: oh god uh i just know who it wasn't i don't think it was my buddy brian vaughn i don't think it was um sale um
1: snyder and capullo
0: yeah that's a team yeah
1: yeah anyway, um, yeah let's get back on track yeah, anyway, I'm glad I took the time to make sure I get
0: Because <laughs> we got six Matt, We got six of these participants in this match. Right. Uh, we, Orange Cassidy and, and Matt Hardy, which, you know. Uh, but we do have the Murderhawk <laughs> is going to be in there. Andrade El Idolo. Um, Pac, allegedly, going to be on TV again. Um, hopefully his visa issues, talking about real-life problems here. Hopefully he can get his visa set up here and actually make an appearance. Uh, Moxley is going to be in there. And then that Joker...
1: Now that this is where I was going with this, um, I, I don't know. Do you want to take a stab before I, I put in there who I actually think it's going to be, and I think it's a good idea. But um, you know that that's where I was coming in. You have the Joker, you have the fiend. His mask is based off the Joker. They keep saying the Joker, the Joker, the Joker, the Joker. Then it would, you know, you're I I feel like they're just trying to force this connection of who it would be. But I, I think there's a better route to go. Is do you want to give a stab as to what that better route would be, or who you think it should be? And knowing AEW, this guy, the Joker's going to win this match. Like they love doing that.
0: That's yeah. That's my thing. Is I, the way that they want to book this right and have they they like like giving you a real payoff that you you hung in there to see who the surprise was going to be. That's why it's it's almost like it has to be either Brian Danielson or somebody in the elite tries to enter and Brian takes their spot.
1: Whoa. I don't know if I'd like that. I, I would be kind of disappointed to be honest. That I I wanna see I wanna see Danielson just continue the the I guess the like I know the conversation he's kind of doing with his Vince, own thing, with like kind of
0: making his way through the elites' ranks, right? Yeah. But just don't forget, you would get Brian going up against Pac. You'd get Brian making a face off with Andrade. You'd get Brian with a face off against Moxley. And then you'd get him going up against Orange Cassidy if you wanted a comedy moment. It's just, woof. I don't know how many matches Brian has left. Um, been aew i i don't know how long he's gonna stay i know it's he didn't say it was a super short contract but I, I don't know how many years we can really expect from him and if we're just gonna get some cameos here for these these dream encounters uh, it might be an ensemble match like this to try and knock out a few of those he i can't have, he can't have an elongated dream feud with all of them you know what i mean <laughs> like at some point we're just gonna have him clash with a few of these guys just you know for some cameos
1: well, let me go back to uh, Jacoby. I threw this up, and for anybody listening to the podcast, obviously you can't see what's on our uh, stream. But Jacoby's going, buddy Murphy. Um, I here's here's my thought, Mike. We've been talking about this guy getting a title shot. You go, you go internal. Let's not bring in a new guy to be the Joker. We got to get him back into the the main event picture, and people are going to go. <laughs> fucking nuts when he comes out because he's kind of been in the shadows. We've kind of, you know, been oh, trying know to force everybody for. f- to forget. I know who you're going for, you little rascal.
0: God damn it, why didn't I think of this? Jacoby, hope you're buckled in because I'm about to get mad at Matt's pick too. Matt, does uh, um, his moniker start with an H?
1: Yeah. <laughs> damn it, I knew it. Can I do right, real quick, Jacoby, are you? you buckled in? I'm are you so- buckled in because I... Ugh. I'm so sleepy. I had to go like in my like the Rolodex for like a half a second and go moniker like <laughs> just flip through it. Okay. does that mean again,
0: <laughs> Kobe, I'm gonna. This is Matt's pick, and if you want to figure it out, we're gonna play a little game called Hangman. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Was- That's right,
1: uh, Adam. Hangman, Cole, uh, baby, no, uh, Adam sorry (laughs) adam page um just threw it a bad joke to confuse everybody um yeah i I think this is how you get hangman back in the main event and nobody has to ask any questions because uh he's gonna win he's gonna win a match to do it you know we we can just usher him right back in there now mike maybe you know this does this is this a full gear title match are we waiting a month or do they just get another aew dynamite title match or do we just not know that yet
0: uh i don't think we know that yet but i am hoping that it gets a little bit more fanfare than you know our beloved jungle boy got against kenny omega because that you know it kind of was a nondescript it was on a saturday night and we were kind of like uh it wasn't you know quite the opportunity quite the showcase that we thought the jungle boy had earned um and it, it just feels like, you know, they're with these Jungle Boy matches. Like he had the one with Kenny Omega this past Wednesday. He had the one with Adam Cole, and he lost on a low blow. Um, he's a young enough guy that you know we can we can wait on his mega push, right? Yeah. I just don't want it to be one of those things like when WWE was kind of like, um, you know, kicking their feet in the dirt and uh, filibustering with some dream matches with the Shield. And then when they finally were ready to pull the trigger on him, everybody got injured. Um, either Rollins was out for a year or, you know, Mox was getting hurt or, you know, we know what happened to poor Roman. So they, they had to keep punting on these dream matches. So I just, ah, I know, I know jungle boys young, but <clears throat> I think he's, he's got enough uh, like positive crowd. heat. you could really do something with him, but yeah, man, I, that hangman page pick, I'm very jealous of that. That's a, it's a very good pick.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're also getting uh, coming up for for dynamite. Like this is something too, where like you just compare this upcoming AEW Dynamite to Extreme Rules. Uh, we're also getting the Elite versus Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, and probably more reason that Brian Danielson won't be involved involved in that Casino Ladder match. Brian Danielson. Um, just giving it away. Just giving it away. Here we go. I mean, week after week, we we are getting amazing programming. Uh, you know, one week we're getting arn Anderson, uh, flipping his name around to the NRA.
0: Yeah, and I didn't the next realize week... uh, for thirty years I was pronouncing his name wrong, and his name was uh, not NRA. arn Anderson, but Armed Anderson. <laughs> God, that was a terrifying promo. I yeah, am never uh, cutting off. An old fat man in a in a tweed vest ever again.
1: Ha, has Arn motivated Cody? Will he just put
0: himself in that match? I I hope so. Can can we do a quick sidetrack on that because yeah. I want to poo poo on uh, Bleacher Report real quick. Yeah, take uh, a big old stinky. Uh, dump oh, me a, yeah. oh, I got a I got a big yeah, stinky. Here
1: we go. Can I just in the background while you're doing this? Can I just keep going? Yeah, yeah,
0: get. Him. No, that sounds kind of sexual, man. It doesn't sound like it don't. <laughs> um, well, that's what I was going for. but big yeah, go stinky, I want to drop a big, stinky, grumpy right on Feature <laughs> Report. Because they are not getting the point at all. They gave that segment with Arn Anderson um, calling out Cody. And Cody coming out to thunderous boos um, on his way to the ring. And I disagree, Cody. Let me let me make the case. I think Cody is so effing self-aware of what a mistake he made, like two months ago, with those weird, self-congratulatory promos where he was talking about how woke he is, um, you know, about having, you know, uh, uh, being part of a you know mixed race, uh, you know, couple and his you know his daughter and then he was saying uh you know i understand the black experience and then people were like
1: what not really that's not the
0: same bearing into it is not the same as being the person and i think it's right from there that his like baby face push and it just (laughs) totally swerved and but i don't think he made that promo to create the homelander character that he is now but one of those weird WWE we knew all along. Um, because of something that something that naturally happened, he suddenly built one of the more interesting heels that we loathe and love to hate. Malachi Black is an evil priest, and we're cheering our hearts out for him because he's going up against Homelander. And I think that Bleacher Report is totally not getting it. They they gave all that all those segments a D and F. They're like it's just time to turn Cody heel. He's already been doing it. He yeah. fucked up two months ago. He's blatantly <laughs> coloring all of his gear to look exactly like Homelander in the boys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how blind you have to be. Like this guy, he he gets it. He's got a finger on the pulse and the culture, the social media. He knows what he's doing, and he suddenly created. Arguably, outside of MJF, the biggest heel in the company.
1: I I think, too, like he... How many times have we seen it go wrong where, like, the heel side of things is embraced and then immediately the fans are like, this is what I want. Yeah, all right, Cody, yeah, you're a heel, woohoo!" Like, we're such fucking morons as wrestling fans that we will immediately applaud when Cody gives us what we want. So if he continues to play dumb and tries to be a face i think that's him being aware of how deep in the shit he is that's why he needs to keep doing that it, the second that he turns and goes full heel which shouldn't
0: happen for a while that's like so the interest imagine, and intrigue is gone
1: the fucking heat if he puts himself in that casino ladder match and they sell it as him putting himself in there because he he you know he knows this is what he needs to do. This is what Arn was talking about. He needs to come out and give like this completely unaware. I'm save AEW. Yeah. Uh like this unaware promo before the match starts of, of him talking about yeah, saving AEW is a great way to put it. And he goes out and wins. Maybe like even polls uh who's in the match was uh who would be the best? Like maybe Pac or Andrade is about to win. And Cody at the last second comes running up to to win the match, and he's just celebrating like you know he's fucking Rocky in the middle of the ring, yelling out yeah. to Brandy. That would be the way to book it. And you know what? What else you do? Can I? This thought popped in my head while we were going about this. I I think if they continue with this rule that Cody can't win the AEW championship or fight for it, I this might sound ridiculous right now. But it, it popped in my head, so I'm gonna throw it out there. What do you th- what do you think about Cody getting like an alternate AEW championship? So we have a new title that comes out, but this is this roster is gonna get big, right? And this is something that Cody has. Maybe it's all black or something like that, and it's just something that he can carry around as what he would say he's like the self-proclaimed aew champion like i i i'm doing this so i can be your champion and he's still you know unaware but he has some belt to carry around that he's giving himself that just
0: think there's the likelihood of that on on rampage right some sort of belt you know there so i I don't think that that's that far-fetched i just um I like that idea you're getting to a moment ago because it's not like the best heels. (laughs) Back up.
1: Get away from the title idea.
0: Go. I'm not a huge fan of that, but I can see (laughs) the possibility. Um, So, the best heels, I don't think it's, or even villains, right? It's not necessarily that they're just as evil as possible. It's that they're doing their own distorted version of good, and it's not good. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why, you know, we thought Thanos was one of the better Marvel villains because he wasn't always just doing the most evil wretched shit he could think of he thought he was benefiting existence you know by committing genocide so he you know i think that could be the same thing with cody where he thinks that he's doing a service for us and you know he's still kind of not what do you what do you mean i'm doing this for you guys i'm saving you you know this is great look at me um yeah, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued and I, I hope that they don't make him evil quickly because, you know, I think that that's something that wrestlers and going heel that they, you know, some pitfalls that they do fall into. You should aim to be more like Sami Zayn when he's a heel because he's another guy who he's not doing evil shit. He's just doing things that he thinks are positive, but it's a distorted reality.
1: That is a great example. Mike, good job. You should go write for WWE and AEW. Just go do something bigger than this. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm ready to. That was a lot of wrestling from either show. And it's 1143. Um, and Matt's ready for bed. Well, he's not ready for bed. Matt's going to be editing for a while. He'd like to be ready for bed. So I... any any final thoughts before I sail,
0: sail us off into the sunset? No, just I'm excited for you know dynamite again next week, and I'm excited for uh who's in that draft pool on Monday <laughs> for the big auction draft. And uh, Matt, I'm, I'm pumped to have oh. another eight hour podcast next Friday.
1: I just don't, I don't even, I, don't want I to can't do it. Anymore. I know, Monday Night Raw has been good the last couple of weeks, but knowing that I'm getting these fudgy rules... You're going
0: to get some Bearcat segments, we're getting Big E, Draft oh, picks. Yes.
1: I was supposed to get Drew McIntyre versus Big E, and now that got taken away from me. So I can also be sore about that. That was the big exclamation mark at the end of, uh, of Monday Night Raw that had me finishing a load. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. All
0: right um hey thanks for coming out jacoby i appreciate it um yeah, it was a blast jacoby and benjamin um greg uh patrick man michael script michael script yeah. exciting
1: thanks everybody for for coming in um all right we'll see you guys uh we'll see you guys next week we'll make sure to put out you know when the episode's gonna start ahead of time like we did this week so you guys can can join us on time all right toodaloo <laughs>